fanboys and fangirls and non-binaries. Welcome to a brand new rename. Once again, I'm renaming the show again. I'm renaming the pod now. I'm actually doing a callback, actually. If you remember many years ago, before this podcast began, I started like a vlog on YouTube. Of course, I deleted the videos because there was a time where, you know, I was going through some stuff. So um, it was called... Well, I'm going to call this a show, but before we get into that, um, thank you so much if you're a long-time listener and this is your first time listening. Basically, this podcast focuses on pop culture, and pop culture is pretty much a broad term. It can mean anything. Basically, it could be, you know, news. It could be, you know, reviews. It could be recommendations. It could be discussions. It could be, you know... Basically anything to do with that term, it applies to everything that comes to music, to art, to video games, to comics, to books, to anime, basically everything. So this, what this podcast is, is random stuff that goes on. Um, originally, I started this podcast five years ago with my bro, Biko. Since then, um, we mutually went our separate ways. Um, he's working on his own thing and I'm working on my own thing. So when this podcast began in 2017, I was going through so many names. I came up with the talking pop kind of like almost like similar to the walking dead. And that's kind of stick for a while, but I felt that was somewhat a long stretch to do. So I kind of shortened it to talking pop. And then of course added podcast because that way it makes it easier for people to understand. And then eventually I went through the, recent incarnation called talking pop or the cultured but that was when mine you know i was working with biko because i put his name in the title but last night i decided you know what i'm gonna do something i should have done was it's just me now and if i want people to find me easily why don't i just use the username i've been using for so many years who i give credit to friends and neighbors i grew up with when i lived with my folks at that time they gave me this nickname was you know as the franchise if you're not familiar with that term, meaning it's because my it's kind of like the short for my first name. So you take that name of the fonts, combine with franchise because the, the job I had was like I was like 12 years with this one company. So it's like almost being like a franchise player. So if you combine those, change the S to a Z, combine those things together, that give me franchise. That became kind of like my video game gamer tag that became my handle for everything on social media so i'm like why don't i go back and rebrand the show i'm still gonna keep the backlog episodes because i don't want this credit history i'm not gonna be like everybody else that wants come on delete, delete the history in the past i want you guys to listen to how this show started it started from the beginnings of actually recording the first episode of Biko in his car on a way to get coffee and <laughs> using my phone to now actually recording using an actual mic um, and a mixer. So actually recording in the state of my own place. So um, that's why um, this show's continuing on. This is technically still season two. So the name of the show is The Franchise Talks. It's still going to be a pop culture podcast, but now it's going to be me talking about random things. It could be, you know, one day it'll be movies, one day it'll be video games, one day it'll be news, one day it'll be reviews. Maybe I talk to somebody. Maybe I'll reach out to someone that I know, maybe family or other podcasters, and bring them on the show. It's like a random thing that you're not going to expect. So, and it's going to be kind of like a kind of like a good vlog because that's how, that's how I originally started. Because the franchise talks was a YouTube vlog that I did 
But since then, you know, getting my mental health in check, I decided to leave. That became like the pride pilot. But fortunately, I deleted all the videos because, like I said, I was going through a tough time and just, you know, not showing the real me. That's what it was. I was portraying something I wasn't. That's why I kind of deleted it. Um, I have very few videos on my on my YouTube channel, but I'm thinking eventually, you know, Anchor does offer video podcasting. Maybe I will go back in front of a camera again, but I do do some motivation videos on TikTok, which you'll find me at Fonchise on TikTok as well. Um, but I'm just going to focus on the audio aspect, because like I said, I want to share my knowledge and give you guys my opinions on certain things. What's going on in news? What's going on in anime? What's going on in movies? You know, things I've done. You know, I'll talk one day, one episode, I'll do sports. But I wanted to give you guys, you know, this is for new listeners or people that listen to me for a long time saying thank you so much for listening to me. And for new listeners, if you're barely discovering me on Spotify or any other platform, welcome. Now it'll be easier, you guys, to find me. Just simply type in Fonchise in your search and you'll find me right away. I will keep the name Talk Pop when it comes to like my affiliate links, just you know because it is a pop culture podcast. It's something that, like I said, I'm really knowledgeable on. Like when it comes to like talking like history about companies that involve like video game companies back in the day, or anime back in the day, manga back in the day, comic books back in the day. I love talking about that shit. So, um, like I said, if this is your first time listening, like I said, I'm 37 years old. I am by. And I love this stuff. My first game system was an NES. My first film was um, Batman with Tim Burton. You know, that was my first film uh, in theaters back in 1990. You know, Ninja Turtles was my first, like, big cartoon that I had a big following. Yes, I was swept in Turtle Mania. Um, anime became my second love. And I fell off of it, and then I just brought it back into my life again video games, you know, comics, you know, I'm a big Marvel guy, but when it comes to DC, I'm pro Batman, so, like I said, um, been talking about this podcast for five years, you know, I was inspired by Stone Cold Steve Austin when he stopped wrestling, inspired by him, Bill Burr as well, when he does his podcast, so I'm inspired by a lot of influencers as well, and hopefully you will enjoy um, this episode 180. So like I said, I'm not going to you know delete all the backlog episodes. I want you guys to listen to those episodes just to get a feel of how my personality was back then to how I am now. So welcome to one episode 180 of season 2 of technically the franchise talks. I already designed a new logo. The logo's up. Hope you guys enjoy it. I kind of pay homage to where I was born. I was born in Chicago. So I currently live in the, in the burbs of the Chicagoland area. So I kind of made that logo with a you know, kind of a tribute to where I grow up. So hope you guys enjoy that logo. I will make some designs for the t-shirt saying for the store I have, which is talkpopculture.threadless.com. Uh, I have the old logos from the previous years. May I'll release the original logos as well and create and publish that new logo on its website itself. So that way you guys have a piece of history. So without further ado, um, Today's episode will be focused on anime because you know I'm one I'm a big anime otaku. Um the giving back backstory when it comes to anime. I know I discussed this years in the past, but this is for all you new listeners. But if you guys have been following me for years, you know, you know. But recently, you know, I've been trying my best to catch up on a lot of like anime, especially the newer anime, because now that anime 
anime itself is becoming so mainstream now in recent years ever since the pandemic people were at home and sorry my throat's a little dry um people were at home and you know what else can do play video games watch anime you couldn't go out anywhere in a lockdown so i in anime at that time was so slow because of the pandemic so it took it gave people a lot of time to discover you know anime even classics even the current ones but me i'm still behind of the current ones because i go on tiktok i see like the trends of the current anime landscape i try my best to try to watch certain ones from this past season or seasons past um it's got to the point where now they're releasing more anime films in theaters which i that wasn't the case before now they are it's becoming like almost like the norm now like you cannot go to the theater without seeing an anime poster for something that's coming out in theaters so it's becoming more and more mainstream to the point where you can even go to target or walmart without seeing you know anime posters of demon slayer or one piece or bleach or sailor moon you see it's crazy and you couldn't see this stuff back then you probably had to go to like you know sam goody back in the day that's how old i am <laughs> you go to sam goody or you know right now fi or go to like suncoast videos to find like anime videos back in the day it was on vhs's and they were expensive because they were imported we didn't have the luxury of streaming services or you had to like use like limewire back in the day to download fan like translations fan sub translations of anime so it, it was that but now it's like it's more accessible now with these streaming services Netflix jumping on the anime bandwagon. Um, Disney jumping in as well. And, of course, we have Crunchyroll to thank as well. Um, High Dive, you know, AMC getting into that and investing into anime. And it's, it's because they see it as a viable market here in the West. Even Japan is amazed how much anime has impacted here in the Western front. And how they're now not only catering to their own audience their own homegrown audience, but now they're catering to fans around the world. So it's a maze to them as well. That's why I'm seeing, like, when I go to conventions, I see people dressed as anime characters because it shows, like, the love and respect they have for culture because it's something different, you know, something new, you know, themes that, you know, you won't see on television. And now you're seeing television slowly going towards their route as well, being inspired by these anime studios. And it shows like their influence and stuff. And something people forget that sometimes some anime, um, directors of anime are also influenced by Western filmmakers. Even the creator of Astro Boy was inspired by Walt Disney, and Astro Boy was one of the first like anime, you know, mainstream animes back in the '60s. You know, that's something. If you want to see something classic, yeah, at, look up Astro Boy. And the guy Tetsuka like was inspired by Walt Disney. Um, and of course, you, you have a Hayao Miyazaki with Studio Ghibli. You know he worked on so many um, anime projects like Sherlock Hound, Lupin the Third. He found his he, he took a group of friends with him and found his Studio Ghibli. He's basically like the equivalent of Steven Spielberg when it comes to filmmaking. You know, and that guy he'll say he retires now. He's coming back with another film, and I'm seeing like new generation of um, anime directors like Makoto Shinkai with uh, Wedding with uh, Your Name, Wearing with You. The Garden of Words, five centimeters per second. So he's an up-and-coming director. Has directed so many films, and more of his films, like Susan A, is coming out soon this winter, this later this month. So that's gonna be something I want to look forward to. And like I said, um, we're seeing more of that stuff being brought here. Like you've seen more anime merch. Like before, you had to like pay a lot of money to get that stuff imported, but now it's like even Funko, company that basically lives on pop culture, is getting more licenses with these um, anime publishers, with these manga publishers now, we're getting anime, like Funko Pop versions of our favorite anime characters. 
was so great and like the fan base and stuff. I love that the fact that now um, these studios, like these anime studios, are doing premieres at these conventions now. It's freaking awesome. Like I went to see Two E Two. They had a One Piece display. This show how many fans are fans of One Piece. And like I said, that's something I, I will discuss One Piece later on because that's uh, one of my recommendations. That's why today's episode is pretty much going to be like all about anime. So hopefully you will enjoy it as much as I do like talking about anime. But like I said, this is pop culture. This is, some, this is part of pop culture zeitgeist. You know, it's something that we have to talk. It's something that's mainstream now. That's something I usually talk to my, co- my buddies at work, you know. And they always ask me, what's your recommendations? I'm like, um, I got so much of this, it'll be too much. We'll spend the whole 10 hours just talking about it. But yeah, we're not going to spend 10 hours today, guys. That's why today... I'm going to give you guys some animes. I'm going to go into my anime list. Thank you to my anime list because I can keep track of stuff I can I watch or stuff I'm planning to watch so I can keep track of where I left off. So I'm actually going to share some anime that I'm currently watching and some that I have completed that I right now went through, you know, my list. I pull out some anime. I figured, you know, that you probably will enjoy. I try to pick different genres and, you know, not just focus on shonen not just shoujo, but to kind of like spread out because that's my thing is when it comes to anime, I don't want to focus on one type of genre. I want to like explore because there's different genres for anime. There's sci-fi, there's romance, there's comedy, there's horror theme, there's, you know, action oriented, there's shonen, which is, which is targeted to the male demographic. There's shoujo, which that's, dem- that's targeted to the female demographic. And there's some seinen, which is, you know, um, which applies to the young adult demographic. And there, like I said, there's musical ones. There's like, you know, sports. Like, it covers a lot of genres. It's kind of like similar to sitcoms on TV. It's kind of like that. Um, so that's why when I take the time today and share that with you guys. But before I do that, let me take care of some ad reads for you guys. Like I said, I am sponsored not only by Anchor, which is my home platform. You probably hear the advertisement before this episode. But I got a couple of ad reads because I got to thank these sponsors for like, you know, one that's been sponsoring me for a couple of years and the other one that just recently, you know, I signed up to be a, uh, to get a sponsorship with. So I want to do a special shout out to them. So let me get through these ad reads and then we'll jump right in to the anime recommendations. Before we do that, make sure to check out the franchise talks. Now you'll find on Spotify with that name and you can check me out on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast platform. Go to my Twitter, at PodCult85. If you want to tweet me, and if you want to email me questions, I'll have the email in the episode description as well. If you want to email me questions, or hey, you want to be a guest on the pod and share your love of pop culture, what's your fandom, You know what you're passionate about. I want to hear from you guys. And also a big shout out to my longtime listeners from all over the world and also here in the U.S. And to the new listeners, welcome to the show. Please make sure to follow me on Spotify. Make sure to give me a good rating on Apple. You know, tell your friends that you want to hear some pop culture shit. I will be appreciated. I've been doing this for five years. I do this as a way to help with my therapy, with mental health, with share my knowledge with you guys. It helps me a lot. helps me talk to people more. And hopefully this kind of brings out your shadow, get you out of your shadow that you don't have to hide your phantom. All right? You don't have to hide that what you're passionate about, what you geek out about, what you go crazy about. You know, like I said, ever since Marvel came out with the movies, it, it's what they say, the geeks have taken over the earth. So we need to show our passion. We need not to hide it, you know. Yeah, we were all working adults. At the same time, we love to go back to our childhoods. 
that's something you should never take it for granted. You know, if you're a fan of Ninja Turtles and you're like in your thirties, still talk about the Ninja Turtles. You know, nothing's stopping you to love what you love. You know, I look at sports fans. Look at me. I'm a sock. I'm a soccer fan. Well, we call it here soccer in the U.S., but football, else. I never got into it, but I got into it because of my dad. And now I'm, I watch that sport more than American football. I try to watch American football, but it's like I'm more passionate with soccer now than ever. I used to be big into baseball, big into hockey. I mean, I still keep track of the, the local teams, but it's like soccer's become more of a part of my life now. And there's a lot of anime that talk about soccer, which I will discuss. <laughs> Even those that I haven't seen yet, but I've seen a lot of people talk about, so we'll get into that. So let me go ahead. I've been rambling for 16 minutes, like 17 minutes now. Let me go ahead and take care of these adries to pay shout-outs to my sponsor. So the first one I want to do a big shout-out is to Poddex. Let you know that Poddex are unique interview questions and episodes starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or resisting broadcaster like me, looking to grow your audience and get more engagement, you're going to want to check out Poddex.com. Use the promo code TALKPOP. For 10% off your first order, Poddex are the hottest new tool for podcasters looking to have more meaningful conversations or gamify the podcast. Simply shuffle up these cards, ask a question, and let the content roll. Get yours today at poddex.com and use the promo code TALKPOP for 10% off your order. This is the best tool, guys. I have two decks. I have the episode idea prompts. I have interview questions. It's freaking awesome. Definitely check out he, the, the guy, like the creator, actually has an app now, so you get digital cards as well. You can subscribe to their service. It's like I said, it helps you, you know, if you ever get stuck, you know, wanting to make new episodes, you just shuffle the cards and they give you different topics to use. Or you have somebody interview, want to ask you, like, a, you want to play games and ask like 20 questions or something. So, like I said, big shout out to PodX for sponsoring the podcast. Thank you so much. And now to my recent sponsor as well. This podcast is also powered by ExpressVPN. And you're probably wondering, what the heck is a VPN? It is a virtual private network. It protects your browsing and streaming with ease. You can install ExpressVPN on any mobile device, smart TV, laptop, desktop, or even a gaming console. So if you're planning to use public Wi-Fi while traveling, make sure to have ExpressVPN activated to protect yourself and your data and browse safely. Um, these are the statements I pulled from this website when I made this sheet, when I made this uh, script. And I quote, when you connect to ExpressVPN, your internet traffic goes through an encrypted tunnel that third parties, including your internet service provider, hackers, and government agencies cannot see into. It helps with privacy, keep your whereabouts to yourself, and surf with a peace of mind. When you connect to any of ExpressVPN's server locations, you get a different IP address and can make yourself appear to be in a different country. Avoid price discrimination based on location and help keep your identity private. So when you use ExpressVPN to connect to the internet, it creates an encrypted connection known as a tunnel between your device and the internet. The VPN masks your IP address with its own unique IP address in the tunneling process. The IP address is shared with thousands of other VPN users. That makes it virtually impossible for anyone to trace your internet activity back to you. By using ExpressVPN, your own IP address is masked or scrambled by the VPN itself, protecting your location, identity, and online activity from anyone who wishes to find you through your IP address and you also know that a VPN protects your privacy lets you browse securely but what if your VPN connection ever gets interrupted your browser or apps that won't warn you that you were connecting without protection 
that's where a VPN kill switch comes in. If the VPN drops, the kill switch disables all internet traffic. This protects your IP address and other sensitive information from being exposed. Once your VPN connection is restored, your security access resumes. ExpressVPN uses the AES Advanced Encryption Standard with 256-bit keys, also known as the AES-256. It's the same encryption standard adopted by the U.S. government and trusted by security experts worldwide. Protect classified information. It will take a hacker, hundreds, or even billions of years to get your information. You can access geolocked content by using ExpressVPN by switching out your location to 94 available international servers. For example, for, as for me, I love anime, especially Studio Ghibli films. But I have Netflix. I don't have HBO Max. But I found out it's available internationally on Netflix. So all I do is click on my ExpressVPN browser connection, switch my location to Canada, and I refresh Netflix on my browser, and I type in Spirit Away. And not only I get Spirit Away, but I get access to other Studio Ghibli films and many more at GeoLock content. It's that simple. ExpressVPN offers 24-7 customer support. They also offer a 30-day money-back guarantee. No hassle, no risk. Plans start at $12.95 a month, $59.95 for six months, or the more popular $99.95 for a year with savings of 35% off a month. They offer best-in-class security and encryption, no activity logs or connection logs. They're rated 4.7 out of 5 on Trustpilot and the Apple Store. Right now, listeners for the Franchise Talks can get three months added for free by signing up using my link, expressvpn.com slash talkpop. Once again, that's expressvpn slash talkpop. Thank you so much to ExpressVPN and Podtex and Anchor for sponsoring this podcast. Now, let's get to the nitty-gritty, guys. Let's talk anime. We're at 22 minutes, guys. So now I decided to pull some ones that I completed. So I went to my anime list. Best thing to do to keep track of where you're watched. The first one I decided to pull up. Something that I feel it's like kind of like an educational sense of anime. Um, and also has something that you want to learn. It gives that little educational knowledge. So the first one I got I pulled up. I'm sorry. It's early in the morning. One of my pull was... Hataraku Saibol, also known as Cells at Work, it is rank, currently ranking at 7.56 on my anime list. Um, it ran for the first season. There's two seasons. Um, first season, I recommend starting with season one. It ran at 13 episodes. It came out in 2018. It is produced by Aniplex, Kodansha, Magic Capsules, licensed by Aniplex of America, studios by David Production, and the source is a manga. It is a comedy. But also the theming is anthropomorphic, educational, and medical. It is a shonen demographic. Um, the rating it says here PG-13 for teens 13 or older. Um, basing the synopsis is inside the human body, roughly 37.2 trillion cells work energetically 24 hours a day and 365 days a year. Fresh out of training, the cheerful and somewhat airheaded Sekikyu or red blood cell AE3803 is ready to take the on ever so important task, like transporting oxygen, as usual. Haiki Yuku, you, 1146, also known as white blood cell. 1146 is hard at work patrolling, eliminating foreign bacteria, seeking to make the body the new lair. Elsewhere, little platelets are lining up for a new construction project. Dealing with wounds and allergies, getting lost on the way to the lungs, and bickering with similar cell types, daily lives of cells are always hectic as they work together to keep the body healthy. So basically, this is kind of like if you remember Osmosis Jones. 
remember seeing that film by Warner Brothers. It's kind of like this. Um, I got the manga. Even the manga is awesome. Um, the person who wrote this did a phenomenal job doing medical research. And even I've seen YouTube videos of doctors reacting to it, and they love how they portrayed the bacteria. Basically, this is a you know what your cells would be like if they were like humanized. They're basically humanized cells in your body. And I like for the fact it's like you learn about these cells you never know that your body has. You always saw in class, you only learn about red blood cells or white blood cells, but you never learn about platelets. You never learn like you know these other cells that help you in your body, like T cells. You know the memory cell, like all these different cells, they do their best to work together and make sure that you stay healthy. So this is basically this is it. Also follows this um, kind of like this kind of like uh, romantic tension or comedic romantic tension between the red blood cell and the white blood cell. You know, the red blood cell, she's always getting lost and stuff. Um, delivering nutrients or oxygen. It's got cool to look like, like mail delivery people. Like the oxygen boxes are like oxygen delivering packages. All like nutrients are delivering fruit baskets. Basically, um, and the cells have like t-shirts that all say cell. The white blood cells like people from the army. And they, you know, they'll have like, and the platelets are portrayed by like little elementary school kids. So it's, it's, it's kind of wholesome, kind of cute. Um, even the bacteria is portrayed freaking badass. Like I said, I've seen doctors react to it on YouTube, and they love it. Um, it's cool learning about the human body, and they actually do share, like, facts about the human body, and these cells portrayed accurately how it is described. And it's a really good, like, show if you're ever curious about how the human body works. It's really educational. Like I said, they do talk about it. The songs are catchy. The characters are funny. Um, I love the red blood cell. White blood cell is kind of funny too. He's always awkward and stuff, but he, that's his whole job is to eliminate bacteria. And like I said, the red blood cell is cute, and she always seems to get lost, delivering nutrients and stuff. But she finds some ways to get through, and just the different um, ways bacteria is portrayed in this show. Even got an episode about cancer, so definitely check that out. So definitely check out Cells of Work. It's currently airing on streaming on Netflix and also on Crunchyroll. And it's also available in dub on Netflix and also Crunchyroll itself. So definitely check it out. But there is actually a spinoff as well. So this is like Cells of is basically about a growing healthy body. Now, its spinoff is called Hataraku Saibo Black, also known as Cells of Work Code Black. So this is a body that does not take care of itself. So this is a spinoff of the original manga. So definitely read the manga itself. So once again, it's the same. It's a. Um, Different studio, um, it's by Linden Films. Uh, produces by Anaplex, Kodashi Studio, Matsu, Tokyo MX, and NetEase. Once again, it's more action and drama esque. It's um, anthropomorphic educational echo, so it's still it's a seinen, meaning it, it's more for young adults. So it's not as the wholesome of cells of work. This is the more darker, gritty, grittier version. So I'll read you the synopsis of that one. So due to the poor lifestyle choices, a certain human's body is in constant turmoil with germs, bacteria, and foreign substances abound. Jobs of various cells become increasingly difficult and dangerous. And some of the unfortunate ones who mature in this chaotic environment, CEQ AA2153 AHAQU1196 try to fulfill their duties if it means seeing many of their fellow cells lose their lives and duty. Set an environment vastly different from its parents' story. Um, cells of work cold black portrays the cells struggles as they try to maintain the body itself however the human's condition continues to deteriorate and whether or not these efforts will amount to something concrete depends on the cells and the differences here is the platelets are kind of like almost like almost like older elementary kids with an attitude um, 
all the white blood cells are basically like busty female characters with katana blades and all the white red blood cells are male this follows this one blood red blood cell who just became a job and you know as a red blood cell and he's trying his best to deliver nutrients on this body he's basically not taking care of himself so each topic deals with you know you know alcoholism what injuries does to a person or erectile dysfunction or hair loss it picks different you know different things and it kind of shows you what happens to a body that does not take care of itself and it's like really educational even doctors approve seeing this show and it's really interesting I love the characters I actually have a I actually like the white blood cell because she has a badass katana blade and she does her best to, does her best to, keep, to protect the body from bacteria and I like how the Democrat beat these two characters you know there's no romantic tension but I think it's more of a mutual respect between the two characters um they're, they're both trying their best to take care of the body and I do have the I do have a an android of the white blood cell I got at Aitson so she does come with her katana and a gun and stuff so it's kind of cool definitely check out this um anime itself it's currently on um Crunchyroll it's available on Crunchyroll and Netflix and other countries um international Netflix also on Wakamine IQ Bibli I'm crazy, but if you want to see it, it's currently available on Crunchyroll. It does have two catching theme songs as well, so definitely check that one out. So the next one I want to recommend, it's the first season, but they do have it. They just released the second season this past few months ago, this past summer. Um, but I want you to check out this first season of it. It's called Classroom of the Elite, also known as by his Japanese tales. Yes, I'm bringing a lot of Japanese tales. Yokoso Jisuru Yoko Shinjo Shugi no Kyoshite. So that's the Japanese title. It's currently score 7.86. I forgot to read it. It says the work, Code Black, but you can find it on my Amazon list. Um, it is um, licensed by Funimation. Um, it's produced by Studio Hibadi, Lantis, Media Factory, ATX, Sony Communications, Toronto Nana, Crunchyroll, Kawakawa Media House, and Akai Soto. Studio is the rich, and its source is a light novel. It's a genre drama, and the theme is psychological in a school setting. Um, so this story pretty much is on the surface. Kondo Iske Senior High School is a utopia. The students enjoy an unparalleled amount of freedom. It is ranked highly in Japan. However, reality is less than ideal. Four classes A through D are ranked in order of merit, and only the top classes receive favorable treatment. Hiotaka Ayanokochi is a student of Class D where the school dumps its worst. There he meets the unsociable Suzune Horikita who believes she was placed in Class D by mistake and desires to climb all the way to Class A. It is seemingly amicable class idol Kikyo Kushida whose aim is to make as many friends as possible. While class membership is a permanent, class rankings are not. Students in lower ranked classes can rise in rankings if they score better than those in the top ones. Additionally, in Class D, there are no bars on what methods can be used to get ahead. In the cutthroat school, can they prevail against the odds and reach the top? So basically, this is kind of like, it does have this drama-esque. It's basically like the school, basically, they give you these points they can use to spend on certain items. You can learn at your own pace. Um, it's an elite school. Basically, supposedly the school guarantees that, you know, you can get a job in the government and stuff and or get a successful career after graduation and pretty much um and basically you have everything you need on campus they have dorms they got movie theaters they got shops so you can use those points to buy items but the 
thing is you have to be successfully in these tests and this is why Anna Koji comes in who tries to like be like that wallflower just blend in not make an impact then you got Tikio who yeah she she sounds like she's the bubbly she has a bubbly personality but on the inside she has a dark you know dark past and a dark like goal and you got Tikio uh, you got you got Suzanne who's trying her best not to make friends but at the same time she wants to surpass her older brother who's basically like class president at that time so definitely the methods they use to try to get to the top so basically each class for themselves they try to reach the top by any means necessary so this is kind of like a drama-esque kind of like you know kind of like secession if you want to think about that um definitely check this show out uh it's, it's the first season right for 12 episodes definitely check out the second season as well read the light novel there is a manga version of it as well um it's available on Crunchyroll, funimation and netflix Next one is another one that I saw. It's one of the most recent ones from, I believe, earlier this year or last year, basically. So, like I said, I kind of try to bounce back and forth. I'll catch up once on my list. I'm also checking out the recent ones. This one kind of stood out to me. It's called Ichiran Naide uh, Nakatoro-san or Don't Toy With Me, Miss Nagatoro. It's currently a 7.34 score by Adamant List. Uh, it aired in spring 2021. It's produced by TMS Entertainment. Mindy Broadcasting System, Kodansha King Records, um, studios by Telecom Animation Film. The source is a manga. Genre is comedy with a romantic subtext and in a school setting. Um, pretty much the synopsis is: Every day, Naoto Naoto Hashiyoshi is relentlessly by Hayase Nakatoro, first-year student he meets one day in a library while working on his manga. After reading his story and seeking awkward demeanor, she decides from that moment to tell him to call him Senpai in, in lieu of using his real name. At first, Nagatoro's relentless antics are more positive than anything and leave him feeling embarrassed as he is forced to cater to her whims. However, as they spend more time together, a strange sort of friendship develops between them. Nato finds that life with Nagatoro can even be fun. One thing's for sure, his days will never be dull again. So it's one of those like one of those second year gets picked by a younger student by his first year to his kohai and now you know he was working his manga and you know he wants to impress this one girl but Nagatoro I can tell she picks on him I think not because you know I think she probably does have a crush on him but tries to tease him a lot try to hide her feelings but at the same time she plays off as this you know I'm here just to prank with you mess with you to the point she even brings her friends Along to mess with him as well, but sometimes she does show those feelings of you know she does have some strong feelings for him, but she's afraid to show. I can tell she's embarrassed. She's always turning red. Um, even when her friends are trying to hit on him, she gets really like jealous and stuff. It's funny how she messes with them a lot on a daily basis. And the guy I have to give props to him because he kind of shows like he can tolerate her sometimes. So it's like it's crazy how he's able to stand with her. And I haven't read the manga yet. Definitely something I need to pick up. So definitely check this one out. Um, it's currently airing on Crunchyroll and Anime Digital Network, but basically Crunchyroll its own like home thing. Definitely check out the subversion. I know there's a dub version that came out, so Crunchyroll is a big one. And guess what? It did get picked up for a second season. It's gonna call Don't Tell Me I can throw this on second attack. So definitely check that out. Okay, next one. I pulled up, it's a manga that I actually read. And they finally and they got adapted to an anime. It's called um, Doro Hedoro. Um, that's basically the title. It's rankings at eight point 
There were six on my anime list. It aired in 2020. And it's by produced by Shova Shoga Fukai Shoisa Productions, Manichi Broadcast System, Movic Toho Animation, BS BS11, Shokugan, Shoitomare Bia by Studio Mappa is the big studio that works on it. Um, its, its source is a manga. Its genre is action, comedy, fantasy, horror. Theme is gore. And its demographic is saining, meaning for uh, for young adults. Um, and what I like about it is it's kind of like almost like a CGS type show. It's got, like that, it's got that little 3D-esque type look. Um, basically, the synopsis is whole, dark, decrepit, and disorderly district, but we're strong. Prey on the weak, and the death is an ordinary occurrence. It's all but befitting of the name given to it. A realm separated from law and ethics, it is a testing ground to the magic users who dominate it. As a race occupying the highest rungs of their society, the magic users think of the denizens of whole as no more than insects. Murder, mutilated, and made experiments without a second thought. The powerless hole dwellers litter the halls of Hole's Hospital on a daily basis. Possessing free access to and from the cesspool and with little chance or authority, the magicians appear indomitable to most aside for a few. Kaimon, more reptile than man, is such an individual. He hunts them on a heedless quest for answers. Only a trusted pair of bayonets has immunity to magic. Cursed by his appearance and tormented by his nightmares, magic users are his only clue to restoring his life to normal. With his biggest obstacle being his stomach, his female companion, Nikaido, who runs the restaurant Hungry Bug, is his greatest ally. Set in a green world of hellish design, Dorohead Doro manages a healthy blend of comedy and lightheartedness with death and carnage, taking plenty of twists and turns while following the lives of whole residents. It weaves a unique world of unearthly origin and dream appearance, not for the squeamish or easy to serve. So yeah, the manga is kind of like, kind of dark. I mean... And, but with this one, it kind of it was interesting to see why it's funny because seeing that art style is different because they decided to do it as like a three D esque type of thing, like almost like a CG. And actually, not bad because I know what animation is like two D, but it actually did a pretty good job with the with the aspect. I love Payment, I love Nikaido, I love um, Payment's character. You know, all he wants to get the answers because he doesn't remember how he got that lizard head, so he's trying to find. You know, he pretty much checks and see like the the person in his mouth, seeing if they're the one. Who who cursed them? And of course, you got this organization run by another character, um, by N, who pretty much, you know, trying to find someone to be like his, like trying to find a wizard that can control time. So he's on his quest as well. And he's got his own objective, and you know, and Kaiman, like I said, his quest is to basically try to find the person who pretty much cursed them. So definitely check out this anime. Um, read the manga as well. The manga. It's been fully published, so definitely read that. Um, it's currently only on Netflix, so it's a Netflix original, so they help with it. Definitely check out the little head Now, the classic. I wanted to throw a classic in here for you guys. So, this classic is Dragon Ball. People don't talk about Dragon Ball. They talk about Dragon Ball Z, but to fully understand what Dragon Ball Z is about, you need to think of a young Goku, because you got to understand the personality Goku has. Definitely check out the original Dragon Ball. Of course, that's one of my first animes I saw growing up. Dragon Ball aired from aired from February 26, 1986 to April 12, 1989. Well, it's got about 153 episodes. It's licensed by Funimation here and Harmony Go. So it's by Toei Animation. 
sources on manga adventures are adventure comedy fantasy martial arts and superpower and is a shonen one of the ogs uh, currently it has a 7.96 so basically goku is a young boy who lives in the woods all alone that is until a girl named bulma runs into him in her search of a set of magical objects called the dragon balls since the artifacts are said to grant one wish to whoever collects all seven Bulma hopes to gather him and wish for a perfect boyfriend. Goku happens to be in possession of a Dragon Ball, but unfortunately for Bulma, he refuses to part ways with it. So she makes him a deal. He can tag along on her journey if he lets her borrow the Dragon Ball's power. With that, the two set off on a journey of a lifetime. Do not go on a journey alone. Along the way, to meet the old Mutanoshi or Master Roshi, and it would be disciple Kuririn or Krillin, with whom Goku trains to become a strong martial artist with the upcoming World's Martial Arts Tournament. However, it's not all fun and games. The ability to make any wish come true is a powerful one. There are others who would do much worse than just wishing for a boyfriend. To stop those who would try to abuse legendary power, they train to become strong fighters. Using you found strength to help the people around them along the way. So pretty much this adapts like the first 194 chapters of Akira Toriyama's Dragon Ball manga. If you remember Akira Toriyama, He's the creator of Dragon Ball, also creator of Dr. Slump. I know they recently released um, his uh, manga theater, which is a, a collection of shorts, once um, one-shot stories. Viz Media helped release it. And, of course, he's done game designing for um, Chrono Cross and also for Blue Dragon and also for um, the Dragon Quest series. He's done character designs for those as well, for video game designs. So definitely check out the original series. It's one of my first animes. Of course, I had my first you know brush with it was of course the dub version. So it took a while for the uncut version to come over to the U.S. Um, but we have to make Funimation for that to bring the uncut version. So definitely check that out. There are movies that pretty much are not technically canon that they made based on the on Dragon Ball. But if you want to watch the the dub version, they do have um the dub version available on Crunchyroll. And also Funimation. Um, but if you want to pay homage to the original voice actors, definitely check it out in Japanese. We got Masako Nozawa, who pretty much holds the Guinness World Record of voicing the same character on many different platforms. And she hasn't stopped. And, of course, we got Suru Horomi, who was the voice of Obama until 2016, when she passed away. And, of course, had somebody take over. So definitely. And you got... Tanaka Mayumi, who he known as Luffy from One Piece, doing the voice of Korean. Korean. Definitely check it out, Dragon Ball, before you jump into Dragon Ball Z. That's your first sense. That way you can actually see Goku as a kid. You know, that's it's got some comedic in there, some comedy timings in there. There's a lot of etchy stuff in there. Like I said, Toriyama at that time. You know, like I said, Am is usually done for young adults. So there's some humor in there. And definitely check it out. If you want to see Goku when he was a kid, how he trained became the legendary fighter that he is today. And then we're going. To, I do want to touch base on sports. Um, there's one anime I did finish that focuses on sports. It's called Ice Shield Twenty One. Um, it is based on a manga. It's done by. It's produced by TV Tokyo Nihon Ad Systems, TV Tokyo Music, Shoisa, licensed by Viz Media and Sentai Filmworks, by Studio Gallup. It's a sports anime. It's basically basically um collab with the NFL Japan and of course um it's based on American football. So shonen, basically 
the creator who did this wrote Dr. Stone. So basically, it's the same creator of Dr. Stone. So definitely check it out. It basically explains how football is. Basically, how American football is. Basically, the story is shy, reserved, small stature, demon high school student, Senna Kawa is the perfect target for bullies. However, as a result of running errands throughout his life, Senna becomes agile and develops a skill for avoiding crowds of people. After the cunning Yoichi Hiruma, captain of the demon Daimon Devil Bats football team, which is Senna, uh, Senna's rapid legs in motion, he forces the timid boy to join his squad. As Hiruma wants to conceal Senna's identity from their clubs, Senna forces a high iron advisor helmet of Ice Shield 21, a mysterious running back wearing the number 21 jersey. The legendary Ice Shield 21, supposedly run at the speed of light, has achieved remarkable feats in the U.S. during his time at Northern Dame College. Accustomed to avoiding his problems in the past, Senna's especially might just help him become the new secret weapon of the Daemon Devil Bats. As he interacts with his teammates, Senna gradually gains more self-confidence and forges a bond along the way. So definitely check it out. That's currently on Crunchyroll. Like I said, it's by the same author who does Dr. Stone. And I've seen it. It's funny how they explain, you know, American football. So this is like something if you're not familiar with American football, and I like to have like trivia questions in certain episodes about different like play positions and stuff. Usually they'll ask professional, like, like Japanese professional, um, American football players, so those questions as well. Like I said, it was one of those things where, you know, it was a manga, and then the, when he did the anime, that NFL Japan division tried to promote it as much, try to get people to watch like American football. It was just trying to expand like NFL. It was like NFL's uh, objective to try to make you know everyone check it out, basically. Okay, next one is. Inno Shobatai Fire, also known as Fire Force, is done by the creator of Soul Eater. Um, I do recommend Fire Force, and I don't want to spoil it, but it is a good show. Came out in 2019. Uh, produced by Minority Broadcasting System, Kondasha, Bibli, DM Pictures, DM Music licensed by Funimation, and by David Productions, who worked on Cells at Work. It's a manga, action, supernatural, and it's a shonen. Um, I read the whole manga. Really good. I know I've been. Re I read the manga digitally. I do have the physical copies of it, but I'm waiting for the rest of the volumes to get published. I collect them all. Basically, the story is spontaneous human combustion, a chaotic phenomenon that has plagued humanity for years, randomly transforming ordinary people into flaming, violent creatures known as infernals. While infernals make up the first generation accounts of human combustion, the second and third generations become known as pyrokinetics. People gifted with the ability to manipulate and control their flames were remaining human. The Become patented an infernal threat and discover the cause. The Tokyo Armed Forces, Fire Defense Agency, and Holy Church of Soul produce their answer to special fire force. Young and eager third generation pyrokinetic Shinra Kusakabe, nicknamed Devil's Footprint for his explosive ability to ignite his feet at will, becomes a member of the lively special force company number eight. Upon the brigade's duty to extinguish the blazing infernals and lay their souls to rest, Shinra is determined to become a hero who will save their lives of those threatened by the flame. Sure. However, this is not the only hero's game she remains managing. The Fire Force is a fractured mess of Fusion Brigade. The abnormal infernal sightings are increasing over Tokyo, and a shouty group are claiming to have answers to the strange fire that caused the death of Shiro's family 12 years ago. Based on many obstacles within and outside the Fire Force, Shiro fights to uncover the truth behind the burning mysteries that have kept them in the dark. 
Basically, it's a great story. Um, it's by the done by the creator Soul Eater, so it has that same art style look. Um, and it's something that I do recommend checking it out. Um, I do love Shimra. I love the characters. Um, in the show, I love um, Maki because he's like mostly built. The baby, I like the. <laughs> and then you got Arthur Boyle, who's kind of like thinks he's like a knight. So he calls Maki like Cyclops, but she's like Jack and shit. And freaking Captain Obi is like always like working out and shit because he's the only non pyrokinetic who's in charge, who's the chief of the brigade. And you got Sister Iris, who also is another like, she's not like a pyrokinetic as well, but she's there to do blessings and stuff. So each character has like their own special abilities using pyrokinetics. So definitely check it out. It's on Crunchyroll. I love it. it has caught, there's some unique moments in there. So definitely check it out. It's got two seasons, and I think they are working on a third season. We'll see what happens. But the two seasons are available to watch on Crunchyroll. We'll do one more. I might have to make this a part two episode, but there's so much anime to talk about. But like I said, I got about. I try to keep these episodes at least an hour, so may I'll do a part two of this episode. So I want to leave you the last one before I sign off. So the last one I'm going to focus on is. It's got a long title, so bear with me. It's a long Japanese title. It is Kyokyoke Shinkashita Full Dive RPG Ga Genjutsu Yori Mokosoke Datara. Also known as the Full Dive. The ultimate next gen Full Dive RPG is even shittier than real life. It kind of has a 6.47 on, on my list. It aired in 2021. Um, basically, it's licensed by Funimation. I believe they wrote it over to Quetro. It's by Studio Engi. based on light novels, produced by ATX, Sammy, Kawakawa Media House, Kawakawa Big Group Promotions. It's an action comedy fantasy with the theme being video game. And basically, the synopsis says 10 years ago, at the peak of a VR MMO development industry, a game title, Kiwami Quest, entered the scene with potential like no other, posting a colossal total of 10. Six, de six decillion branches of possible story scenarios. Game pursued ultimate realism, ranging from human-like NPCs to the perfect replication of all the senses and physical abilities. But it soon became apparent that the game was too realistic. That popularity of VR MMOs in general gradually began to plunge. At present, due to an accident a few years prior, the high school student Hiroshi Yuki now immerses himself in full dive RPGs as a form of escapism. After failing to acquire the latest version of his favorite game, Hiroshi stumbles upon a game shop, meets his beautiful clerk, Riona Kisaragi, who convinces him to buy a copy of Kiwami Quest so they can play together. The first time Hiroshi plays the game, he moves and releases them offers. However, his dodge finishes for a living as a series of misfortunes. Quickly realizing the game seems worse than his already stressful life, nonetheless, Hiroshi still finds himself logging on again despite his growing attention for the game. With no do-overs in his current disadvantage situation, Hiroshi only has one goal clear the game. Um, it's kind of pokey fun at virtual reality. <laughs> it's kind of funny. This is like it's actually hilarious. I don't know why I gave it six. I actually enjoyed it. Um, it's it's funny. It just um, I haven't watched the dub version. I watched the Japanese version. I like to watch the subs, of course. It's the same. The actor does the voice of him. The same actor does um, um, Midoriya from How uh, My Hero Academia, which I will be in the next episode recommendation. Um, and it's funny because it's like this kid, you know. Dude, he was like a track star. He was an athlete. He was a former athlete, but he had an accident, and basically, I don't want to get into his accident. And 
he just became this, I'm just going to be a gamer, um, to the point he gets bullied by bullies to give money. And like I said, and then of course, he gets swindled by this girl with a busted chest. I mean, the, the guy's cute at all. He's average. He's not like, you know, stocky or built. And he decides he uses like these games to go, gives them and then she gives them to get his Kwame quest. And it's funny because it, it's really to the point he can feel pain in this game. It's it's like the problem is he can't like go back and fix everything, so he has to play this game or else. And you know, like basically the thing is, if he doesn't beat this game, it kind of like it messes up his console. He can't play again or something. So it's like he he hates it, but it he has that whole Stockholm syndrome. Like he comes identifying with the game and tries his best to go back and try to repair what the damage he did in the story. And this girl tries to help him along the way. It's real funny and definitely check it out. It's got a really hilarious like um, ending theme song. Okay, hilarious. So definitely check it out. It's uh, like I said, it's based on a light novel. So definitely read the light novel. So like I said, a lot of animes taken from manga. Some animes, very few original animes. Most of them are taken from light novels or manga. Um, definitely check that out. Do I have time to do one more? Yes, I do. Actually, I have time to do one more. So let me do one more. We'll probably have to do a part two to this. So next one is a slice of life, um, which I do like. It's a romance. So like I said, I'm trying to spread the the, the thing. So this is um I actually love this romantic um comedy. It's called Horimiya. Um, it was it was 2021. Um, it's a romance. It sources a manga um, by Studio CloverWorks, and it's a lot of producers. Um. Aniplex, Square Enix, Manachi Broadcast System, Movic, that's who invested in my theater, D&D, Global Solutions, and Mina Kojo. It is a shonen, and basically it's an 8.2 out of thing. I love the songs in here. Um, on the surface, the thought of Kyokyo Hori and Izumi Miyamura getting along would be the last thing in people's minds. After all, Hori has a perfect combination of beauty and brain. Uh, Miyamura appears meek in distance to his fellow classmates. However, a faithful meeting between the two ladies, both of their hitting selves, Bear. Even though she is popular at school, Hori has little time to socialize with her friends due to housework. On her hand, Miyamura lives under the nose of his peers, his body bearing secret tattoos and piercings that make him look like a gentle delinquent. Having opposite personalities yet sharing odd similarities, the two quickly become friends and often spend time together in Hori's home. As they both emerge from their shells, they share with each other a side of themselves concealed from the other. What I like about this one is, is like, I love how their relationship develops throughout the story. It doesn't. It's a, at its own pace. It's not like oh they have to get together right away. It's thirteen episodes, but I like the fact that the relationship builds. They start discovering stuff about each other. This is all about never judging a book by the cover type of story, and you know how people perceive others. It kind of like it kind of released to me how I was portraying something I wasn't. So this is kind of similar to this, where how people view these characters. Through, like rumors and stuff and how they are you know behind you know what they truly are you know Hori she obviously cares about her siblings so she does her best to take care of she has to go to school right away so that's like this is main activities in school and this guy Horimiya you know he you know he has tattoos he has earrings but people see him as just being like kind of like closed off not sociable person so and these two happen to stumble across each other and it kind of develops this whole you know friendship that eventually becomes something more. There's something that you guys see. And then of course the their friends they develop as well outside them too. They develop these friendships with their characters. And you get to learn about these two through their friends' perspective as well. And also their secrets as well. 
So I do recommend this anime. Definitely check it out. Check out the mangas as well. And enjoy it. It's currently airing on Crunchyroll itself. Um, I did enjoy the sub version. I haven't seen the dub version, but I heard the sub version is actually really good. They actually picked some good actors for this one. But I like that um, the character of Cody is actually voiced by Horika Tomasu, who's actually the voice of Asuna from Sword Art Online. Another anime I'm going to recommend in the next episode, but like I said, I try to keep these episodes at least an hour. It's kind of like a short form, so we'll come back and talk about more anime applications. Maybe this whole month we dedicate to anime. It'll be anime in December, probably. So thank you so much for joining me this week. Um, make sure to check out the backlog episodes on Spotify, Anchor. Check out my merch at talkpopculture.threadless.com. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at podcall85. Follow me on Spotify. Give me a five, Please give me a five-star rating on Apple. I'm not being desperate, but if you enjoy as well. And talk to your friends about this show. Once again, it is the franchise talks. That is the final title. I'm not going to be brand anymore. That's what it's going to be. So thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you guys again next week. As always, geek on and take care.